This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings coming at you from Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 3rd, episode 2029, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Big Wednesday, the day you face your own biggest challenge, the day you risk it all, the day you either distinguish yourself or fade into the crowd. Hang on, we're hitching a ride. Daddy, I want another pony. I put 40 hours in this weekend, man, it's only Wednesday. I've been cussing this damn heat all day long, there's got to be another way. So I pick up my guitar and I write a song. Everybody hears and they sing along. Hey, hey. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday morning, and we appreciate you being here. Well, you know how okay, we you know we get those Google alerts about everything that's horse related in the horse world, and occasionally there'll be fifty thousand stories about the same thing involving a horse that because it went viral. Well, that happened yesterday. It was in near Paris. It was the horse that decided to make his way through the bar. So I don't, did you see the video, Jamie? So I watched the, I see, I didn't get all the alerts that you did. So I'm in Oklahoma. <laughs> they don't have news here. Okay. Like there's no, the, the, I'm Except lucky for to have tornado any sirens. <laughs> yeah. So I, I hadn't seen it like you had been a little busy. Um, however, uh, what was the horse doing in the bar? So the video that I saw was just like a gif, like a, just a short clip of a horse that is going I'd almost look like a coffee bar and going down in between the, there's a wall and then the bar and the horse is running in between bucking, and obliterating everything. everything. <laughs> yes. there, but, but if you, did you notice the saddle was wrapped yes. around it like a bucking strap? Okay. Yes. Wh- how did all of this transpire? Well, apparently it's a young racehorse that escaped her trainer who was leading her to the race course. Now, I don't know how it works over there. Uh, you know, uh, usually tracks where we are, things are pretty enclosed, so if the horse gets loose, it's not running to a neighborhood bar. Um, so the there were a few key pieces missing to the story, and that is, why did the horse decide to go into the bar? I, I don't get, get in there. Like, yeah, how exactly. did who, somebody open the door for a bit? Like, after <laughs> come on you. in, have a drink. Uh, but obviously, the saddle had gotten loose and was hanging around the horse's butt, which is why it was kicking uh, endlessly. And it went into the bar. It's a very narrow bar. It's not like it's a big place. It went to the end of the bar, turned around, and then did the same thing. By the way, on the way back out. That's the rest of the video. Okay. But this is going. So it's like by- a little French bistro. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so, and then apparently went out the door, but I, I, there's, I couldn't find anywhere about what happened after it went back out. It was just the video of it in the bar, and so, the, you notice the, all the customers fled to behind the bar when they saw this oh, kicking, yeah. bucking horse, except for the one old guy who was just standing there looking at it as the horse is kicking near his face. 
I he didn't even like flinch. So I figured he must have been a horse guy because that he or he was like, well, this is how I'm going to die. <laughs> this is it. I'm dying in Just a bar. Gonna take it. <laughs> He's probably been sitting on that same stool for 50 years. So (laughs) when you're doing your intro course and advanced course and your exams at Monty Roberts, if, if you do a certain few things, they call it donuts. So if you put your arm through a horse's stirrup, donuts, you have to buy the whole farm donuts. If you stick your finger through the ring of the dually halter, Donuts. If you let your horse go, like if it, if a horse gets away from you, donuts. So all I can think of is this person has a hell of a lot of donuts to buy. You got to buy donuts. For <laughs> but the if whole your horse runs into a bar, is it then beers for everybody? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like this is going to cost somebody some money. That's a lot of donuts. Yeah, I just don't. I don't get how the bar and the racetrack. I don't get the whole thing. But uh, I mean, I who opened the door for it? What a jerk! Like <laughs> maybe the horse the, is coming galloping. You know, some bars leave the door open. Maybe in France, it's a very open door bar. You know, here's the deal, Glenn. Welcome. Don't bring me half-assed stories like this. I need all the information. We are a reputable news source here, Glenn. And yes, I don't are. know if you knew that, yeah. but I'm going to need all the news. Okay, yeah. Jemmy, what's on today's show? I can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> On today's show in our weekly horse health report, guest Dr. Madison Siemens joins us to finally talk about the nasty bacterial infection, leptospirosis. Sally from Heels Down Magazine and Heels Down Happy Hour calls in with their latest news. I just recorded with them last night and they're always a riot. Plus, we have a product review, a big announcement about Radiothon and the latest in Crappy List Wednesday and teenage social media drama. So you don't want to miss any of it. It's a packed show as always today, guys. And speaking of today, today is Random Acts of Poetry Day. So here it goes, and you're welcome in advance. All right. Another happy horsey day spent in the sun eating hay, stopping for water before they play. Happy horses, nay, nay, nay. And you're welcome. (laughs) Is that a haiku? Did you write that? or I don't know. Yeah, during the pre-show meeting. (laughs) Well done. I didn't know I had to write a poem today. I missed out on that. Uh, so it is birthday time. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> so I have a very special birthday, Shauna Koresh, who uh, I am happy to announce. It's official now. Uh, her new show on the Horse Radio Network called Equine Clicker 101 will be debuting on the 15th, on October awesome. the 15th. And that show's much different than the other shows. She's going to spend about 10, 15 minutes talking about a concept with clicker training. And then the rest of the show, she actually, you go out to your horse and she guides you through doing it live. So as you're listening to her say, do this, you do that. There's a pause while you do that. And then she comes back and walks you through the second step. So it's actually an instructional video or audio uh, that you do while you're with your horse. So it's something completely different that we're trying. And, uh, you know, it's coming up on winter. So we thought it was a good time to introduce this show. You might not be riding as much, but you could still play with your horse. So that's coming up on the 15th. Uh, It's called Equine Clicker 101. And then uh, we have a happy birthday also to Lorraine Peachy, one of our terrific auditors. So happy birthday to her. (laughs) 
Um, my daily Winnie goes out to all of our lovely friends uh, that have helped me make a decision. Well, I just the hardest decision. So here's the deal, Glenn. I've been horse shopping, but I've been horse shopping with a very broad stroke. You know, like broad, broad like from three to nine. Any breed, any sex, any training level, any ability level. I've just just want I just want to find something that because I have all these horses that I'm feeding right now and I can't ride any of them. Uh, so I would like to have a horse to ride, just just to just get on and ride. So um, all of these people I've sent text messages and videos out and auditors page and Facebook here and there and everybody asking everybody which horse they think I should buy. And the horse selection is at this point, and I have to stop looking for horses because I'm finding so many that I want that then I just want them all. And it's a problem, but I've narrowed it down to two. By the way, I went to this rescue uh, place called the horse and hound rescue. And it's in Guthrie, Oklahoma. This place was awesome. First of all, they rescue senior dogs all dogs, but they have like 40 senior dogs. You walk in there and Lucas was in dog heaven. There was like freaking dogs everywhere. And they're like the Caesar Milan dog pack. Okay. They're just all like chilling. <laughs> we were talking, we're sitting there chatting about a, a, one of the horses and Lucas comes up. He goes 15. I was like 15. What? He goes, there's 15 dogs right here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're everywhere, but they're all like super chill. And she, she just has like the biggest heart in the world. And so there's also just a ton of racehorses there. So they, they get donated to her off the track and, you know, she was so honest. I'm just amazed. I'm like, Oh, this one's so pretty. She goes, ah, that one's got a knee. It's not going to jump. Move on to the next one. Oh, that one's got this. You probably don't want that one for jumping. Oh, this one's a good one. Yeah. This would be a good one for you. I was, she goes, I'm probably too honest. I don't want the horses to go to the wrong place. So I'm, I'm a little bit too honest. I was like, there's no too honest. You're we're speaking the same language. So actually I'm going to become really good friends with her and we're going to train a lot of horses together. So I'm super excited about that relationship. But anyway, I found a three-year-old bay horse that I really, really liked. Um, three-year-old blank slate, never raced, went to training for racing, but never raced. And he is the kind that's like super cheeky, like, like a little bit like Zeus, like really kind of perky, very playful, and then the other one that I really liked was one that I saw in Texas on Saturday at a place that was kind of <clears throat> the little girl, like, you know, was telling me all these things about this horse that none of them were really true. And, and <laughs> I, it was a little sketchy and the horse was, they couldn't get the bridle on cause it was so head shy. And so I had to put the bridle on the horse and, um, it was like horses were like running through the arena as I was riding this horse because it, it's just kind of like a sandy area in the bottom of their property. And he, so he's three and unraced as well. And my, I just, I couldn't decide because I feel like the, the three-year-old chestnut, I can get the one that in Texas, I can hop on and ride. Um, but the three-year-old here has a lot more probably athletic potential. Um, but they're like, one's one scared and one is nice. You know, one is like, super perky and not and it has had no bad things happen to it well i just want to let everybody know that i had to pick one and friday morning at 10 a.m oklahoma time that chestnut is getting vetted oh really mm -hmm. you went to chestnut 
I went with the chestnut, four white little feet and uh, no, no, no white on his face. I'm going to go with the chestnut. I asked what his name was and they didn't even name him. He's been there eight months. <laughs> even name. Uh, yeah. So, so this is I'm the one it. in Texas. This is the one in that Texas. you were actually riding because you you posted vi- videos of the one you were just playing with in the round and pen. Yeah, that was kind of the deciding factor for me. Was the whole point was to get something I can just right. ride, yeah, not, and not they're to both spend a three year fulling around with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I and it won't take me that long to get on the other horse. He has been ridden. He's been ridden once since he was the cute. track. The other, the bay was cute. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Glenn. I'm going to get this horse. This Please tell me it's chestnut. a chestnut mare. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get this chestnut gelding. I'm gonna bring him up and I'm gonna start riding him. And I'm gonna realize I'm super bored because I live in a place where I have no clients, I have no friends, and I have uh, Chad's gone half the time and my kids in school. So you just know that I'll get that bay. He will be mine. <laughs> but I had to pick one for now. So th- I'm gonna vet the chestnut. And of course, if that doesn't work out, how old's the chestnut? Three years old. They're oh, both three, young, yeah. both unraced. I mean, it's very similar. Just he's had a lot more on time. With those guys, you also have to like unfix a lot of stuff mm-hmm. kind of at this place. But I did talk to the mom. Uh, finally, I got her on the phone and she gave me a little bit more of a, a picture of his life. And um, well, yeah, he's used he, to distractions he, he, in the ring. You won't have that problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like this little pony comes chasing us as we rode. And, um, he, and and so I turned around, I was like, let's chase the pony. And I put my leg on him. I'm like, wave my arms, like to shoo the pony away. And the horse, the little red horse just spooked unmercifully (laughs) because my arm, I waved my arms. Like I was going to hit him in the face, you know? So then I was like, Oh, he needs me. Uh, so there's that now. Some of you guys also had messaged me. They wanted to know how the white horse. Oh, that's the one you, you got a picture of the back. They somebody yeah. So I thought I was talking to a woman the whole time, and like the biggest burliest cowboy gets out of the truck when I'm going to meet him because he can't give me directions to the place because it's not on the map. <laughs> okay. So there's no Google map. So we had to meet at the local Brahms, and he had to drive uh, us there. So Chad was like, "I want to go with you on one of them, but I don't want to spend all day." And I was like, "Oh, you're coming with me to this one because <laughs> I want to get sketchy. murdered yeah. in the middle of Oklahoma." <laughs> So we meet at the Brahms. I thought I was texting with this woman and this dude gets out. He's like, hey, I'm like, oh, that is not at all what I'm really <laughs> glad Chad came now. So we we follow him to this place and, and he doesn't know anything about the horses. I mean, hence he jumped up on the fence and took a picture of the horses back. Can I get there? And the horses see us driving down the driveway and blast off. They take off running. Chad goes, at least you can see him move. And I was like, sort of. They kind of just ran over a hill. So then I had, they didn't have a halter or anything. And of course I don't have a halter. So I have a lead rope. So I get the lead rope and I go up to, and I found a halter in buried in the grass that had been there for like a hundred years. So I pull that out of the, like untangle out of the grass and like shake it off and then get up to the top of the hill, catch the horse, put the halter on. And I was like, and now this is a seven year old thoroughbred. And so I get there and I'm like, dang, this horse is like 16, three. And he is not six years old. Like fifty, he was like seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm looking at his teeth, and I'm looking at the horse, like sunken and I, you know, above his eyes. And by the way, I felt sorry for them until I saw where they live, and they live in like a hundred acres of grass. Okay, like they're <laughs> fine. They're well fed. And the farm was like 
I mean, the guy that lives there is apparently battling cancer. So he's not living there right now. But this guy's taking care of the place. And these horses are fine. I mean, they had like 100 acres of grass. They're both super fat, super happy. Um, I did talk to him about some certain like deworming and, you know, taking care of their teeth and their feet because their feet were a mess. Um, but I just said, you know, I looked at his mouth and I was like, how old is this horse? And he's like, oh, I think he's six. Maybe. You know what? He might be seven. And I was like, mm, he might be 17. <laughs> and he's like, what? what? He goes, he was born here. I'll have to call the guy. And then he called like, I was like, well, I don't think he's going to work for me. But, you know, I, I messed around with them a little bit and. I was like, I think he would be good for this, you know, blah, blah, to help him out, kind of give him some ideas. They called me later, thanking me. Apparently, the owner said, thank you. They're sending the vet out to, like, deworm him and take care of their teeth and all that stuff. And, by the way, he is 16. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, sorry about the confusion. I was like, I just drove two hours in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, to beat you to Bronx to tell me that this horse is six years old, and then I get there, and the horse is 17 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, you knew he didn't know anything when you started. You knew that. I know. It was one of those diamond in the rough. Like, I was kind of thinking it was this big white horse, and I was going to have the $80 champion snowman, and it did not happen to be snowman. So, you know what? It was worth a shot. Chad's like, what is the deal? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, congratulations on being a new horse owner. And now we can talk about one of the things that can kill your horse. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's time it's Dr. for the Horses Siemens in the on. Morning Horse Health Report. When our intrepid hosts, together with an unlucky member of the equine veterinary trade, attempt to inform, enlighten, or terrify horse owners everywhere into funding a Kickstarter campaign to mass-produce Kevlar-coated, bubble-wrap-lined equine products. Well, last time Dr. Siemens was coming on, he was to talk about leptospirosis, but I had just had a diagnosis of a tendon on Zeus, so... I hijacked our conversation, but Dr. Siemens is back to actually cover lepto this morning. Good morning, Dr. Siemens. Good morning, you guys. How you doing? Oh my gosh. You're one of my favorite guests that we have on our show. Thank you for coming back on. I don't know why you keep doing it, but you do. Well, obviously Denise hasn't listened to the broadcast because she keeps inviting me back. So we, can, <laughs> we can blame her. Oh, it's not her fault. She, you know, she's a little busy. So, so here's the thing I realized, Dr. Siemens, is we actually have had on the show the creator of Horse Vet Corner. Now, for those who don't know, on Facebook, there's a page called the Horse Vet Corner where you can go and ask a question and any random actually certified the veterinarian will get on there and answer your question when they have the time for free. Glint, it's an amazing site and it's really cool. And I go there and I read stuff all the time and I was reading and I was like, holy cow, Dr. Siemens is one of the veterinarians that volunteers his uh. time to answer Facebook questions. <laughs> Why on earth would you do that? I really get a charge out of talking to people about their horses. And uh, yeah, thanks for the plug for HVC. Deb Haynes and her husband, Ken Brown, started that uh, a couple of years back and I think there's 60,000 members now worldwide. And so it gives me an opportunity. I mean, I get some pretty wild questions and stuff from Australia and other, other places that, you know, we don't see regularly. So I, I get to go on, uh, go on, I get to do something. I really hate it when my clients do, which is go see Dr. Google about stuff. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's just amazing what you can learn. And so it's just, it's really fun. We get good feedback and, uh, it's, you know, something I can do. It's at five in the morning, you know, so I don't d disturb my lovely bride. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It sounds, I just have some coffee and answer some questions. That sounds great. Well, Absolutely. uh, 
And then you get to come on and talk to us about leptospirosis. What on earth is that? Well, this is the highlight of my day. I really enjoy you guys inviting <laughs> me back uh, many times. But uh, I, I guess I, I, as far as what's going on with lepto at this point in time is, is, is how it's involved with something called uh, equine recurrent uveitis a.k.a. moon blindness. And uh, it, the bug itself can cause kidney problems, uh, but as a general rule, when we start talking about lepto, we're, start, we're talking about a, an eye problem. And so equine recurrent uveitis or anterior uveitis or moon blindness or periodic ophthalmia is another term for it. It's, uh, it's probably the number one cause of blindness in horses. It is a very, very complicated disease. Uh, something that we still really don't understand yet, but it's characterized by uh, basically three things. They will hold their eye closed or partially closed. That tells us that they got eye pain. The pupil will be constricted, and that also tells us that we got eye pain. And most of the time, there'll be a discharge. So basically, you got two types of eye problems. You got eye problem where, the, where it's goopy and it's held open. That's usually just something minor, conjunctivitis, little irritation, flies, whatever. Goopy eye held closed, that's a problem because you got eye pain. I always treat those as emergencies. I want to look at them right away. Yes, absolutely. If it's a, if you, you see something with your eye, you call the vet. I mean, aside from what you said, with just put a fly mask on it. But so so with the eye pain, the typical eye pain that I've seen is there's a scratch on the cornea. So this would be eye pain, eye closed, no st- staining would not show anything. Well, it's interesting you should bring that up because this the eye with let's let's just we'll restrict our discussion. Let's call it ERU, the equine recurrent uveitis. Uh, the eye becomes really irritated, and horses will rub it. You know, you know when you got something in your eye, you're rubbing your eye. Your mom says, "Don't rub your eye." Well, she knows what she's talking about. You shouldn't, although it's hard not to. Mm-hmm. But with the horse, that eye becomes irritated, and it's very common for these ERU cases to be presented because of a scratch on the cornea, because they're rubbing it. Mm-hmm. And so that's how they, they do the self-trauma. So I always stain a cornea because I want to make sure we're not dealing with, with some type of a lesion on the cornea. The stain is a, is a green dye that will squirt in the eye or a little piece of paper we can put on the cornea. And if there's a disruption in that structure, then it will take up that stain and tell us where the scratch is. So in some cases of ERU, we're not going to have a stainable ulcer. In some cases, we will. But that's where it gets complicated because if you've got a case of ERU, then topical steroids would be the way to go. If you've got corneal ulcer, you would never use steroids on those cases because that will make things a lot worse. Oh, my God. What do you do? Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. You got, you know, you stick your finger near and hold it to the wind and hope to hope for the best because a lot of the ERU cases, well, these horses will traumatize themselves. So now you got steroids on board because that's what you should be treating ERU with, and then the horse scratches his cornea and it goes south because you develop something called a melting corneal ulcer because of the bacteria, because of the immunosuppression, because of the steroid. It's an ugly, ugly thing. So. Boy, it's a tough call. It's re- it really is. We And one of the aggravating things about this particular disease is that it's going to get better no matter what you do. And so that's why it's called recurrent uveitis. So uveitis is a uvea is, is one of the structures of the eye, and we won't go into that there. And itis just means inflammation. 
So anytime you got an, uh, anything that says I dislike laminitis, tendonitis, you know tendonitis very well. Uh, that's just an inflammation of the structure. So mm-hmm. when we've got uveitis, that's an inflammation of the uvea. And the challenge here is that with ERU is because it is recurrent, it comes back. So we can get confused about our 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 success of our treatment because no matter what you do, it's going to get better. And so we we treat it with you know with something we buy at the at the feed store you know and, and now all, all of a sudden it's better and now we get lulled into this sense of false security thinking that now we've got the magic bullet here and we've been dealing I've been dealing with this disease for over thirty years and every six or eight years somebody will come out with a cure and I will jump right on the bandwagon and I'll start using it and everything works for a month but then it will come back so that's that's always the challenge. And doesn't this so, affect more than the eye? Doesn't it also get into kidneys and internal organs? That's a great question. Now, leptospirosis does tend to affect the kidney. Uh, but the challenge is that we, you probably aren't going to see a horse that's really, really, really sick strictly because of leptospirosis. And what happens with ERU is that there are antibodies built against the leptospirosis organism and it's the antibodies that wind up in the eye that start to cause the problem. That's where it gets really complicated, as, as if it isn't complicated enough. The, so the eye how, what, how do you know what? it's a leptospirosis in the eye and not just eye pain? You, you're not going to. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a guess, Okay. And so, so Ann Dwyer there in Pennsylvania, that's a, a, an equine practitioner and, and, a, and a good one. She's done a whole lot of work on this disease, and she's not one of the very few people that's done a lot of really interesting research that's not in academia. And so, uh, you can just Google her, Ann Dwyer, D W Y E R. Just Google her; you'll find some of her research on the interweb. But no, uh, so the, the the challenge with ERU is that is that. All we can do is just treat the symptoms. I mean, by the time the lepto bug is in there, the damage is done. And so you're not going to be able to treat with antibiotics or anything like that. The vaccine is, there's not a vaccine out there for the horse. There is for the dog. The, the leptospire is a, is a class of bacteria that, uh, that causes Lyme disease. Borrelia is a, is a breed or a, a genus of the, of the leptospira type bacteria. And, uh, it's of questionable benefit. Well, I mean, how do they get it? Know. Where does it come from? Yeah. It comes, it probably comes more from, uh, from urine contaminating water from wildlife. Okay. Uh, deer to some degree, uh, cattle, raccoons, maybe possums, um, uh, tracking some of these diseases down gets to be a real, uh, a real detective story. Because some of this stuff, some of the life cycles of some of these diseases are very, very complicated. And so it's really hard. It's not just a matter of, oh, yeah, we found leptospirosis in the barnyard, and then now we've got a horse with ERU, and now we can say, oh, yeah, there's a direct cause and effect relationship there. It's not that easy. Well, some things it is. You know, you get bit by a rabid bat, you're going to have rabies. I mean, it's just that simple. But some of these other diseases, it's a matter of the, the body's response, the immune response that lodges in the eye, which makes it just crazy, crazy hard to figure out. So can you do do a blood test to see if they have it? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, there's, there's two types of blood tests, okay? There's a blood test for antibodies, 
And then there's a blood test for the actual DNA of a particular organism. And so, but the challenge here is that it winds up being subject to some interpretation. For example, antibodies to like influenza. We could pull blood on you today for influenza and you would probably test positive. What that means is that you've been exposed to that virus, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're sick. Right. So what we, but the gold standard has been, we'll do acute and convalescent antibody studies. What that means is we pull blood now, then we pull blood in two weeks. And if we see a fourfold increase, 400% increase in your antibody titer, that means that's what you had. Well, dang, in two weeks, you're going to be dead or better anyway. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, now the surgery was a success, but your horse died, you know. So, oh I mean, it, it's one of those. It's one of those things that all, all we're going to do is treat the symptoms for ER unit, and unfortunately, that's that's what we're left with. And and no matter what you do, again, we talked about this earlier, is they're going to get better no matter what. That's what makes it so complicated about what particular treatment we're going to choose. But uh, it's 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 still a it's still a real challenge. Is There's some experimental, some experimental stuff that's been out there uh, that seems to show some promise. But it's it's still a matter of it's still the subject of a fair amount of research, and we're still we're still in the dark about this one. Is it uh, transmittable to humans? Because I know humans get lepto, right? I mean, animals, uh, cat, dogs do, you know, but humans can as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the this uh, a disease that's transmissible between animals and man is called zoonoses. And so things like tuberculosis, rabies, tetanus, you know, those those types of things that we see associated, maybe not a direct contagion, but we still have the same exposure potential. So, you know, if you just stop and think about all the bacteria that are in your house, even if you're a very, very, you know, meticulous housekeeper. Which I am. Net, there's yeah. pathogens all <laughs> over the place, and, you know, just better off not knowing but but leptospirosis is not one of those things that we would typically consider to be bad. You know, like if your cat has ringworm, you know, you're probably going to get it too. But lepto is not one of those. Good question, though. Well, this is all very frightening and sad, and I don't like it. So if you could figure out a way to make this go away, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, I'm never going to sleep again. Um, oh. It's, <sighs> when, you're, when, you're, when you're in vet school, you got to take this course of, for, of zoonotic diseases. And I'll tell you what, you'll never see a, gr a larger group of hypochondriacs in your life. <laughs> 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 well, I'm, I'm tired sometimes. Uh, I felt feverish the other day. I had a cough. You know, all of a sudden you got African horse sickness and <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that is, it's bad enough just listening to this segment. I get paranoid. Well, Dr. Siemens, thank you as always for your knowledge. But let's talk about your book real quick. Never Trust a Sneaky Pony. And other things they didn't teach me in vet school. And um, that, that's, this is all true. And this is stuff that's happened to you over the last 30 years. Yeah. That you can't make this stuff up. Truth is stranger than fiction. And that, that, that's the fun part about being a veterinarian. I get to play with other people's horses all day long and I get paid for it sometimes. And the website is Cornerstone Equine. And there's only one E between Cornerstone and Equine. CornerstoneEquine.com. You're in Western Idaho. I'm sure you see all sorts of stuff. So thank you as always for coming on. And I always look forward to having you on the next time. Oh, you guys are just too good to me. Thanks for plugging my book. And uh, just keep me posted. Let me know what I can do to help. And I hope, uh, hope Zeus gets better. Oh, thanks. Still going. Still going. All right.
Thanks, Bye. Dr. Simmons. Take, Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. I like him. He's funny. <laughs> I like him because he's also real. He doesn't give you any crap. It's just the way it is. <laughs> well, he's, he's really we don't know. Funny. We do know. It sucks. You know, you're all going to die. I love it. It's, it's <laughs> funny because I knew a guy who was in vet school and he got so freaky about germs and like he became unpleasant to be around. And you're like, dude, you don't have to wash your hands every 30 seconds. Just your skin <laughs> protects you from some bacteria. Just don't put your hand in your mouth. Okay. Just lo- loosen up. <laughs> God, you, Jimmy worked as an EM, on the EMS on the ambulance for a while. God, that's got to freak you out too. Uh, then you got people's blood and stuff. Yeah, Horse oh. blood, I can take other people's blood. <laughs> yeah, that was downtown New Orleans, too, where yeah. it's just naturally gross. <laughs> where everybody's throwing up in your ambulance. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Leptospirosis everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh. All right, let's take a break for something more pleasant. And that's a product review. Uh, Thanks to horselovers.com for providing our auditors products to review. And we have Lynn Ed joining us today to talk about an Ovation product. So we actually talk about two sponsors at once here. And we're going to be back then. I have a list for you. And we had the auditors pick which list. And it looks like we're doing the 10 most expensive pets in the world. Uh, also, we have some teenage social media drama, and I have a big announcement. We have officially, on the show, we're announcing the theme for this year's Radiothon, which is only eight weeks away, right oh after God. this. He's going to u- review this product, the Ovation Ladies Athletica Euro Seat Rider Tights. Um, and regular listeners have heard Lynn's voice before because she's a longtime steady listener who interacts with us lots. And I enjoyed her company a great deal on the Horse Lovers Cruise. So tell us about the Ovation Ladies Athletica Euroseat Rider Tights. First, what does Euroseat mean? Near as I can guess, it's stitching around your bum to make it look like full seat, but there's not an actual like leather seat or little sticky dots or whatever. It's just the same fabric with stitching outlining your bum. Oh, well, okay, that kind of makes sense. That's that's just my guess. I don't know that for sure, but that's my guess. <laughs> there we go. And it is. It, it it if they were full seat breeches, that's where the seam would be. But, it would be exactly. Yeah, but it looks kind of cool. What color did you get? I just got basic beige. Basic you know, beige. So I could you know wear them to show in if I'm the rare occasion that I show for anything. Beige is your most univer- I, universal breech color. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now are these bre- are these are these breeches made of cottony kind of material or synthetic kind of a material? Kind of describe that. They're to us. synthetic something or other. They're supposed to be kind of wicky. Um, they're a fairly heavy material. <clears throat> Excuse me, something like frog. Um, they're kind of a ribby kind of a weave to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the. Yeah, they're, so they're supposed to be, you know, cool and, and wicking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so far so good on that front. Uh, the strangest thing I found with them was their sizing. They have a very odd sizing system. Uh-oh. Now, what what size <laughs> did you order and how do they fit? Well, I, I when I went to order them, I could not find a proper size chart. So I guessed, um, and I guessed wrong. Uh, I, I ended up ordering a small. When they came, they looked like a little kid's small. Ooh. They were really small. 
And I'm, well, you know, you've seen me. Yeah, you're a very small framed gal. Yes. You're tall, yeah, but I'm you're five very small seven, I weigh yeah. 120 pounds. I have no hips and a thick waist. I'm pretty much straight up and down. Um, so I get the customer service people on the phone and, um, she's shuffling around trying to find a size chart and she finally does. And she starts rattling off all these odd numbers to me that don't seem to make any sense whatsoever. And it finally turned out that they don't measure like your waist circumference or whatever. They measure them flat. That's like odd. hip bone to hip bone. And then it was actually a thigh measurement and it went from one seam to the other seam or whatever. Wow, they measured them flat. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen ever. So according to the weird numbers that she gave me, I ended up reordering a large. I've never been a large anything in my life. Wow. (laughs) And even still, um, they're snug. Isn't that Um, They're sort of (laughs) compression-ish. Yeah. (laughs) Which I guess could be a good thing. Um, But yeah, um, that was my only complaint about them was they're... Sizing was really weird. They 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 run small. I think we could safely say they run small. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember um, Celeste had gotten the uh, full seat version of them, and she had done her review. And she's a little bitty short girl, but she's shaped like a girl, and she's got hips. And um, and she said she ordered a small, and I thought, hmm, how did she get into those? Yeah. <laughs> so. But uh, no, they're um, they're they're quite nice. They've got uh, just an elastic waist with a fake stitched um, look like a zipper supposed to be there. Yeah, and they've um, got, they've got uh, well, but, that is uh, the... yeah, but it's it's a nice nice wide uh, nice wide elastic waistband, and it it hits just below your belly button, so it kind of holds in your little little gut thing in the front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and you don't you don't have the granny pants up under your armpits. That's good. Exactly. That's exactly. And cool. uh, the the bottoms of them, they've got those nice kind of like spanks kind of bottoms or uh, to go in the top of your boots. Oh yes, yeah, so they're so thinner. They're, yeah. They're smooth yep. to go in. Yeah. So yep. there's no velcros, no elastics, or anything like that. So that was a pretty nice feature. I like too. Cool. That's the Ovation Ladies Athletica Euro Seat Rider tights. Run a little small, ribby fabric. Um, so that's cool. And as we record this. In this review, they are available on horselovers.com. That's horselovers with a Z.com. Think carefully about sizing, and they're available in beige and black. Thank you, Lynn, for doing this evening's review. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Nice chatting with you again. And, of course, you can find that and all the other products we talk about in the reviews at horseloverswithaz.com. That's horseloverswithaz.com. We thank them for providing the products for review. And also, ovationriding.com. You can find all of their breeches' choices. By the way, uh, the ones that Lynn tried on the Euro seat there are 29 bucks, so they're in the reasonable price range. But apparently, watch your sizing. Uh, but they also have child's breeches. They have men's breeches. They have all different kinds of breeches. Head on over to OvationRiding.com for the complete list, and then you can buy them all at Horselovers.com. So a big announcement coming up here on the Monday after Thanksgiving, as it is every year. It's become tradition now. The biggest media event in the horse world for the holidays is on November the 26th. so specific. The biggest media event in the horse world 
for the holidays. holidays. That's right. See, I know I don't get in trouble with that statement because who else has got one, right? So you just, man, you make a title. I'm a marketer. That's marketing, Jamie. Own it, baby. I love it. Radiothon, we have officially, with the help of the auditors, actually, they came up with all these ideas and then we kind of voted on them and we picked one that we thought would work for everybody. And it would be a lot of fun too. So the Radiothon theme this year, we always have a theme like your fantasy ride and different ones we've done over the years. This is our fourth Radiothon, believe it or not. Um, is going to be, if your course could talk, what would his or her New Year's resolution for 2019 be? So I think that opens up for some serious answers, and that opens up for some silly answers, and some songs in there, too. So if your horse could talk, what would uh, their resolution for 2019 be? Uh, Also, we had another one that uh, people really wanted to hear, and so we decided to do it this way. You know how we always do a a Horse in the Morning episode right before Christmas, and we have listeners call? Well, we're going to have them call with what is the moment or what is the moment your horse brought you the most joy this year? Because here's the truth. Glenn asked, you know, what subjects we wanted to do for Radiothon. And I like that one because I like, I like squishy. I like sappy. I like cheesy. I want to cry. That's how like I work. And he was like, I don't want to do that. Well, the reason I don't want to do that is because you women will talk for 10 minutes each about this topic, and uh, then Jemmy has to edit it, uh, and it'll take 85 hours to edit them all down to less than 60 seconds. As long as you understand that our Christmas episode is going to be four hours long. Yeah, and it's going to be sappy. I, I get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. but it, uh, th- So uh-huh. that's why. And actually, the New Year's resolution idea was a listener, too. All of these ideas were listeners this year. So we're going to be doing that. And then we'll do sappy on horses in the morning where y'all can Yay. gush for hours. <clears throat> Yay. Although we could have had 12 hours to gush, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So that's uh, this year. We're lining up guests and doing all of that. So it'll be a whole bunch of prizes. Uh, companies are, our title sponsors are still with us, Weatherbeat and Horse Lovers. So there'll be grand prizes. WinTech has again agreed to give a saddle. So there'll be a saddle as a grand prize, and it's your pick of any WinTech saddle. So that's kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have lots of uh, different prizes. I think it was over $4,000 last year, and I'm sure it'll be almost that again this year or more than that. So look for that. More announcements coming up soon. All right. Uh, we asked the auditors what list they wanted, and they picked the 10 most expensive pets in the world. This was put out by a, co- a company that does t- top 10 lists. So are you ready? <clears throat> I'm ready. Let's see. Number 10. And will horses be on this list is the big question. Um, Number 10. So are these just normal pets? Are these like people like, I would like a giraffe? uh, These are pets you can own legally. Okay. Because I would like a giraffe. And (laughs) Dominique from Zebras RS told me it was $100,000. Yeah, that's kind of expensive. Uh, Probably you don't want to put it in the backyard. But how how about a toucan? You can own a toucan. And uh, one a toucan, you know the ones with the big long beaks that are really cool. Um, one toucan will apparently follow cost your nose. You... It always knows. Yes, Everybody exactly. Knows what a toucan is. Everybody it's knows. And for ten thousand dollars, you can have one. Uh, oh, that's number ten. That's number ten. So the debris, debra, I can't even say it. The debraza monkey. Apparently, next to chimpanzees, the debraza monkey is the next most expensive monkey there is. 
It can be bought for around $10,000 if you can find one, but apparently they're very hard to find. So I never thought owning a monkey was a good idea, but you know. Uh, yeah, it's there's a when one of the radio stations I worked for, Star ninety four. They had a guy that took a mo- monkey around, um, and he would like use his monkey to try to pick up chicks. But <laughs> and it was like a, a little capuchin. That was a capuchin, just Did like Ross had on Friends. And he would walk around and try to. I mean, he was like the mascot of the radio station. This little capuchin monkey. And the weird monkey guy. And I always thought, okay, so this guy with a monkey picks you up. He takes you to your ha- to his house. Apparently, half his house is the monkey's house. So I'm like, what, the, what would that do for the libido of the woman going, it smells like monkey poo in here. <laughs> Sorry. That was just me thinking. So, yeah. I, one of the actors I worked with at the acting company I owned uh, was a professional entertainer for years and years and years. And he said, I'm going to retire with a monkey. Just go to fairs. And you know how people give the monkey money and, you know, that's a fun thing to do at fairs. That's what he does. That's his retirement. He has his monkey and he makes more money than he did when he was professionally employed with his monkey. Because everybody wants to give the monkey a dollar. So uh, McCall is next on the list. Number eight on the list. Uh, birds are heavy on this list. Apparently, how you much can- is a McCall. 15 grand. And you have to keep in mind that they have the 10th longest lifespan of any animal. So they're going to be around longer than you. That's what people forget you know, about birds. It's amazing that you pay that much. And then there's a little zoo by my house. It's like the largest privately owned zoo in the U.S. And I go there and there's 10,000 of the, the birds there. And turns out Every almost every one of these birds was donated because the people couldn't take care of them anymore. Or they, they died. Everybody, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Kids don't want it. Uh, there's a cockatoo, the palm cockatoo. Now you think cockatoos can't be that expensive, but apparently, it's uh, the palm cockatoo is very expensive. Sold for sixteen thousand dollars each. Unlike most parrots, they are usually full of bright colors, uh, and they are native to Queensland, Australia. So, mm. yeah. Okay. A lot of birds on this list. Oh, and then there's one that'll really surprise you. Number six on the list is the rare stag beetle. A rare stag beetle was sold by a Japanese breeder. First of all, I didn't know there were beetle breeders. You can come to Florida and find lots of beetles. Um, for $89,000. It What? How big is this beetle? It's and a beetle why size. You... What? <laughs> no. Yes. It's the Does most it expensive like... insect that has ever been sold. And it's in China or Japan, you said? Which Japan. One? Yeah, they're a little weird okay. about that stuff. Well, they like to like grind tiger bones down and take it for their wieners. So maybe this is something like, does it make their wieners work better? I do not know. And it does not go into that much detail. I apologize. Uh, number five. Again, Glenn, if you're going to have the news, I'm going to need all of it. <laughs> you're always asking questions you shouldn't be asking. So number five, white lion cubs. Uh, apparently, it's legal to own lions and we do know, I know Texas, there are a lot of people in lions. I think it's stupid, but that's my opinion. But apparently, oh. the white lion cubs are wild and dangerous animals. Uh, they are a rare beat of lions that is so coveted by wild pet lovers that the cubs currently have a price tag of $150,000. That just encourages people to I know, I agree. Oh. I'm not arguing there. And then there's Sir Lancelot Encore. 
Sir Lancelot Encore is a Labrador Retriever that cost $155,000. Why? The price came to this due to the procedure from which he came to be. He was a clone of another Labrador Retriever named Sir Lancelot, who was diagnosed and died of cancer. The family that owned him loved him so much and apparently had more money than God, and they had him cloned for $155,000. When that comes down a little bit, I have a horse I'd like to clone and two dogs. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't come down yet. We've talked about cloning for years, and it's still $100,000. Uh, number three on the list is a Tibetan Mastiff. Uh, as you know, Mastiffs are really, really big. Uh, and this was in uh, – it was originally developed to guard livestock against wolves. And the Tibetan Mastiff is the one with the big hairy head. It kind of looks like a oh, lion. yeah. 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 Uh, they <laughs> – the most expensive Tibetan Mastiff was bought in China for a whopping, any guesses? I don't want to know. $582,000. That's a dog? For a dog, yes. That's like a dog. It's a big dog, too. So they're only going to live like maybe seven years. Eight years, yeah. Seven, eight years. But then again, if you're paying $500,000, you could have them cloned because that's a True. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number two on the list is going to surprise you it's Missy the Cow. Missy came from a Holstein breed of cows that are known for having the highest production of milk. However, uh, she uh, was apparently well-known as the top breeding cow, and they paid $1.2 million in Canada, a group of investors, for her embryo in hope to produce more of the same breed. So they bought her for her embryo, and uh, so there you go. And they have a cow of the year contest in Canada every year where the cows routinely go for a half a million to a million dollars each. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, that's like 37 American dollars. So, <laughs> And horses Sorry. do come in on the list. Y'all just, be happy to know. All of our Canadian listeners. Number Sorry, one <laughs> on the list is a horse that was sold and you probably can guess. It's a green. What's his name? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Think about yeah. one of the other pets we just had on the list, and you'll get the name. Oh, it's the green macaw. Or something <laughs> Close. Like that. The green monkey. The green monkey. Yes, yeah, sold for $16 million at an auction in 2006. Uh, and whatever. Never, never, never raced, ran a race. Right? Never it ran a It was a complete race. flop, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So the green monkey but was top on the list. Apparently, grinding his bones makes your wiener work better, so... <laughs> He did have something <laughs> redeeming. Are you ready? <laughs> Cade Smith just messaged me and he says he uses his monkey to pick up dates as well. <laughs> <laughs> Cade probably has a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we doing next? Social media problems, well, drama? Right. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to find I can't find the opener for it. Uh, I can't find it. I don't know where it is. You have one job. Here, what one bad advice? And now it's uh, time for bad advice for horse people. Oh, no, that's not the right one. That's not the right one. But it's Chad, so it's cool. Okay, <laughs> so here's how this works. We go online and we find things that clearly a teenager has written on Facebook or on some sort of social media platform. Um, I actually found this myself, and this is a website asking for horses are advertising horses that are free to $5,000. That's a thing on Facebook. That's a specific page on Facebook free to $5,000. So 
I guess that gives you carte blanche to just ask for whatever you want. Might as well. So um, here we're going to call her Kelly. Kelly is ISO in Pennsylvania. I'm asking for a friend. Okay. Any free horses can be a project horse, has to be broke, and nothing older than 12-ish. Okay. So I'm just warming you up here. Okay. That's kind of the idea of this Facebook page. Nobody ever writes back like offering anything. You know, it's just a, just a, like a social media platform for girls to ask about their dream horse. And this one is the next one. And this one comes from, we'll call her Hannah. ISO, cheap broke horse. I'm looking for a cheap or free hard broke horse that like knows all the basics and is ready for me to take in any direction I would need. I'll mostly be using him or her for trails and pleasure, but I might get into barrels or jumping. If you're selling a horse that needs work, I'm up for it. But like, if you give it away for free, <laughs> <laughs> I'm located in Washington and I can only travel like an hour away. So direct message me. <laughs> Let me get this straight. You want a like really nicely trained horse that is really in your neighborhood that is free. Okay. And then there's, well, I can't say her real name because it's all over the place, but um, her name, we'll call her Denise. Okay. All capital letters. ISO someone to lend me a trailer. And there's comments after this one. Okay. So stick around. Hello, my name is Denise, and I am in desperate need of borrowing a bumper pull horse trailer to pick up a horse in Alabama. This girl's in New Jersey, by the way. <laughs> in Alabama. Would be going third week of October. I will give you something as collateral to ensure that it comes back the way that I get it. I can't afford to have someone trailer for me because it would cost like over a thousand dollars and I'd rather go get her myself since she is like three or four or five months pregnant. So <laughs> if anyone out there can help me, please DM me or text me. Denise. I can't wait to hear what the comments were on this one. So basically, let me review this. She wants a basically to borrow somebody's trailer, a stranger's trailer, who's just going to loan it to her to drive a thousand miles round trip to pick up a pregnant horse. I got that right. Oops. Can you hear me? Up. I just you were gone for a second. No, I wasn't saying anything. You keep coming in and out, so I don't know. You're both scratching. Yep. Is Glenn? Is it Glenn? I'm here. Yeah. Can you hear me yeah, now? We, now you are. Yeah. You okay. Are okay. Okay. So you, yeah. So I was just reviewing that she wants to borrow a trailer from a stranger to drive a thousand miles to get a pregnant horse round trip. Yes, okay. for free. For free. Yeah. So so there's some comments. Somebody commented because you know those little buttons you can push at the bottom of these things. Somebody pushed the button probably by accident. Next. <laughs> and she gets on and she's like, next, why would you write anything if you're not going to offer or help or advice? And then somebody I else writes. She got some advice. <laughs> yeah. Next, somebody writes, I've seen you posting everywhere asking for like 
three free horses and now a free trailer to use. I'm sorry, Denise, but like you chose the wrong hobby. Horses are super expensive. What is going to go happen if your horse gets injured and has like a $1,500 bet bill? It's not going to be free. Just saying. (laughs) Denise comes back on. I know this. I owned horses. I found a horse getting I'm October. Wait, I'm October. I know this owned horses. I found a horse getting I'm October. Just looking for somewhere. Mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) Alcohol involved, maybe. Um, Shy. Somebody wrote underneath. I'm in the same boat. (laughs) (laughs) B-O-T-E. Somebody else writes, okay, people, if she needs help or advice, stop commenting on her post if you're not interested to help her and just leave it at that. Because if people say next, is this your post? No, then don't comment next. That was her best friend that posted that. It's okay. She she writes back. Uh, Denise writes back. It's okay. Thank you for caring. Most are trying to be helpful, but there's like so many people that are super rude. <laughs> um, and then this guy writes back. This this like guy. He's like, hey, uh, if you need help trailing your horse, I can go get it. And the not Denise, but the other girl who said she's in the same BOTE. Oh my God, I'm in Kansas. Is that okay? I don't want to make anybody make a long drive to help me, but like, I know that I out like where the horse is and where uh, it can put wear and tear on your pickup. So, like, that's awful nice if you want to help. And he wrote back, That's what I do. And she goes, But if you're like okay with it, I would love to get help. And he writes back, I don't do it for free, it's my job. <laughs> She didn't pick and up on then that. The posts end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want money? Like I thought you were just gonna go get my horse for free from Kansas. <laughs> uh crickets after the no, I do I, it costs money. <laughs> I just have so much fun reading these things. I hope you guys enjoy it too, because I love it. <laughs> uh well, um, we're waiting for Sally to pop on here. She's coming up next, and uh, she's got some things. Of course, she's from Heels Down Happy Hour, the podcast here on the Horse Radio Network. She joins us twice a month. And while we're waiting for her, I have one thing I saw on Horse Nation I thought was funny. Uh, and it was the 10 reasons we don't want to come back as horses. So if you believe in reincarnation, these are the reasons you don't want to come back as horses. Who wrote this? Was it Kristen? Yes. (laughs) So here are a few of the reasons. If you break your leg, it's game over. So, yes, that's right. So that's one reason you don't want to come back. By the way, I don't know if you heard yesterday's show, but Emily broke her leg, like really bad. Her femur broke the end off and all the tendons and everything. Yes. She did a flying dismount and landed. uh, She nailed the landing right on her feet. And uh, is now going to be off for about two months healing. So, oh yeah. my god! Oh, yeah, she, she has her leg up, and she has a boot, and she she the cast didn't work out too well, so she had him cut that off. But it was, uh, yeah, she she apparently tore all the tendons and ligaments and broke the end off completely. 
So, oh my god! Yeah, okay, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> she didn't hit her head. That was the positive. Um, <sighs> if he, the reason you don't want to come back as a horse, uh, no fingers to pick your nose. So there was that. Okay, that's uh, weird, Kristen. <laughs> that's a weird um, thing that you like to do with your fingers. <laughs> Once you find some sort of new hobby, such as cribbing, your owner nips it in the bud. That's true. You can't get away with crap. Uh, mm. Somehow, someone over the course of history convinced the rest of humanity that a 65-pound Western saddle is more comfort, more comfortable for you to wear than a 12-pound English saddle. So nobody is convinced of that. I mean, like, I'm not <laughs> convinced of that. They haven't convinced all of humanity. Plus, I think you guys are ridiculous for launching that thing up on your horse, but I can't even pick up my husband's. I know, it's so heavy. They're so heavy. Uh, humans, this is another reason you don't want to come back as a horse. Humans are encouraged to release their anger by punching pillows, taking up kickboxing, and drinking. Horses are not allowed to ever kick or bite anyone. So there's that. Uh, you don't want to come back because you have to eat the same darn thing for the rest of your life. It's <laughs> a good point. Good point. You um, excuse me. Like, my horses get two types of hay and one type of grain. So that's like three. Mine yeah, are you, you like spoil them. Yes. Um, <laughs> so you don't want to come back as a horse because you can't throw up. Uh, you know, and after a night of drinking, that's important. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. So you, you don't want to come back as a horse because you have to stand up the whole way on road trips. <laughs> oh, dude, that would suck. Yeah, you're <laughs> that right. Would suck. A thousand it. miles as a pregnant horse in a stranger's trailer for free on a road trip. I uh, think Sally's here. <laughs> Hi, Sally. Good morning. Hi, Sally. Good to see Hi. you. Hi. So, good to see, well, hear you. Yes, I guess. good to hear you. Oh. That's true. <laughs> well, Jamie has to bail out on us. She is in Oklahoma and uh, is getting the new place ready to move into very shortly. We've Yay! been digging, yeah. we've been moving lots of cow poop. Love the cow poop. <laughs> can't you like, can't you like sell that as compost or something at least? You, like, you know isn't what? that a thing? Tally, I bet that that would go. I like. I was thinking, I'm probably like walking on gold here, but I, I don't care. So basically, there's a run-in shed, and they had the cows would just use it for years, and so there oh. is. Oh, oh and my it God, gets caked. Use... It gets caked into oh. cakes. So when you're picking it up, it's these sheets, right? And just oh outside the run-in God. shed, they've been congregating too, and that's. It was like if you walk in it, it went knee deep in yeah. the. Oh my God! So I can't basically. We took the tractor and just like drug it down. Chad's like the Google Earth image of this farm would be very. <laughs> it looked like the aliens were there making circles. Yeah, exactly. with oh my god! Well, that think, sounds like fun. Yeah, I came in the house yesterday. I'm staying. We're staying at my brother-in-law's, and they were like, "Hey," I'm like, "Don't, don't come near me. Don't <laughs> let me get naked right now. Avert your eyes. I gotta get naked outside. Y'all got a hose? I need a hose off." <laughs> oh my god! I can only imagine because that stuff just like I feel like it just gets in your skin and it just can't you can't get it out. But well, yeah, we, we haven't really officially announced that you are officially moving now. Things are sold and I, bought, and you have a date. Everything's sold. Everything's bought. Everything is uh, on the way, and we are hitting the road on October seventeenth. Wow, that's so soon. I know, well, yeah. Except for when you're there in Oklahoma and everything. I, I'm sorry, in Arizona, and everything is bought and everything is sold, and I have no horses to ride. I feel like I'm in this like purgatory. That's of true. Existing, yeah. And it's really weird. You have like no purpose at the moment because there's just like nothing happening. <laughs> like yeah, just waiting. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have I this there, show, man. Glenn. I have this show. Please don't fire me. I don't know what. It's all, it's all she has <laughs> left, Glenn. I know. No students. I have no clients. You're you're it for me, Glenn. All right. Well, find some internet so you can actually do the show when you get there. Okay. I will work. Do <laughs> they have internet in Oklahoma? Barely. <laughs> <laughs> I have to commute to the local Starbucks. <laughs> All right, y'all. Spade and girl. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Sally. Love you. I mean it. Bye, Glenn. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye, Jimmy. Uh, So, Sally, um, we are happy to have you join us. I heard you had a rowdy session last night, Jimmy said. uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's always, a, it's always a trip, man. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Of course, Sally is from Heels Down Magazine and Heels Down Happy Hour, the, the terrific show that's doing very well on, on the Horse Radio Network. And when I was at WEG, I, when we were meeting with listeners, I think almost every one of them said they love Heels Down. So, oh, that's awesome. Yep. People are so nice. So they Sometimes do. it's so funny, too, because I'm just like, I don't really say anything interesting. I just talk about like my uncomfortable experiences in life and then you know, some horse stuff and it just seems to work out well. But well, if Jamie I, you know, can, well, that's all Jamie does. And look, yeah. uh, we've been doing this for eight years. <laughs> yeah. God, I got to do this for eight years. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I know it's been, it's been really great though. Um, and yeah, we've got like some super exciting stuff is always going on. We just launched our October issue. Uh, I had the privilege of writing this month's cover story. So I'm really, really excited about it. It is about a young event writer. His name is Canyon Walker. He's 17 years old. Um, He's from a very small suburb in Florida, and he's actually also a high school football star. So he has all these ambitions and all these hopes and dreams of what he wants to do with his life. And I just found him so fascinating because there was an article that was done in uh, one of the local papers about him last fall about how he played football. Wait a minute. He's a football star that also rides horses. Yeah. He events too. He, he went to young riders this year. Unfortunately he had just a little bit of a, his horse wasn't feeling 100%. So he withdrew young riders after dressage, but he got to go. He was named to the team. Um, You know, he's done, he's done a couple one stars, you know, and he says, you know, he'd he obviously love to go on to, to compete at the upper levels, but he's also getting football scholarships. So, Well, did you please ask him if he gets picked on mercilessly about the horse thing? You know, I did ask him. I did ask him, and that's actually in the article, but I'll give it away now. He said that, um, you know, he's like, you know, this is just who I am, man. And like, you can tell that he's very, very confident and he's like, super above the high school noise and you can tell he's just like talking to him I thought I was talking to somebody that was older than me because he's just very mature and thoughtful and so when I asked him I was you know because I got picked on mercilessly in high school and and junior high school because of the horses and various other things (laughs) but you know um and he's like yeah you know a lot of the kids I play ball with are scared of horses anyway so what are they going to say like he's so confident and I'm just like more power to you kids because up, oh, did we lose Sally or me? So, it's pretty cool. I'm really excited about this. I'm I'm here. Okay. Yep. Um, we we yeah. cutting out a little bit. There's <laughs> a bunch of work trucks oh, up I'm the sorry. street from me, and we think it's uh, we think they're messing with the internet a bit. Um, oh God. Okay. So yeah, and, and and we'll have to tell Jamie. Uh, Jamie and Jemmy both uh, looked at that picture of him and said, "Well." <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it's funny. His mom posted the. Book and I got like 500 likes and I, I swear to God out of the like 50 60 comments everybody was like is he should also model hello <laughs> <laughs> he's underage people he's, he's got underage. a lot of options I think <laughs> yeah he's underage he's underage but he's he's got 
a lot of options. You know, he's a good kid. I'm super excited. I, I, I was very honored to be able to write the story. And it's honestly, for me personally, being selfish, shameless plug for me, it's, I think it's one of the best stories of writing. So please take a look and read it. So I feel like nobody is, you know, so I feel like people are looking at it. <laughs> okay, great. And then uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to make this kind of quick because our connection is not great right yeah, now. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, okay. It might be my end too. But uh, uh, so the other story, back to WEG, um, so what what were what were your comments? You didn't go to WEG. Actually, I was there with with your boss the whole time, Patricia. <laughs> yeah. We sat yeah. behind each other the whole entire 15 days. Um so you watched it from home, right? I did watch it from home on the very nice FEI live stream. Which cut out for everybody like right before the finals of the Americans winning the gold, right? I did see that that happened. Yes. I was I was actually watching it on live my my actual tv provider at the time so i, I do understand that that happened um uh, yeah i don't know what uh, happened there but that, it, that pissed I, a I lot don't of know people either off. i'm not sure i mean it seems to be a perennial problem with these live streams right i mean it's definitely something that's a work in progress and it's something that we wish was always better um so what I did, did you have to say what were your thoughts i did write about this because i i got a little frustrated because I have the ITV. Can I just use your login? And I'm like, well, but it's $26. And, you know, I just feel like if I want sports to grow, we need to kind of put our mouth is and where we can support these live streams that people are working very hard. I don't care that it did cut out. I do. I do care. But I mean, this is a lot of work to put on a live stream like that on cross country with multiple cameras, you know, do you know how many miles of cable they run? It's uh, incredible the I, miles I, of cable. Do you know? Yeah. It, it's miles. It <laughs> is insane. The work that goes into this, and then for people to be demanding that that live stream is free? Come on now. Like, your well, boyfriend watches motocross, and we paid this year. And that's that was a lot, but we got all the races. And it's like, you pay for it because you want to watch it, you know? Well, and the other thing, I saw people complaining about the $26 to watch uh, to watch the WAG, and I I was like, do you know it cost you $26 to buy one hamburger here at WAG? So, for the price of one hamburger at WAG, you're getting the entire competition for, yeah. for free, basically. Yeah, and on demand, too. Like, you can go back and watch it. You know, I understand that it's not perfect. I totally get it. But it's a hell of a lot cheaper than it was. Every horse sport. <laughs> it's yeah. a hell of a lot cheaper than going. I could tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, and again, the read the column because I I went a little bit on a rant, but I just got a little bit mad because I. Was... Oh, you are the twenty six bucks. It's all right. Just skip start. You're really breaking up on us. I think we're oh, going to have to let you go. Um, so thank you, Sally. Uh, Heels right, Down buddy. Mag. What's And then also Heels Down Happy Hour. Uh, what's the website for Heels Down Mag? HeelsDownMag.com? HeelsDownMag.com. And then the Heels Down Magazine app in the App Store or, or Google Play. Okay. Thanks, Sally. All right. Thank you. I don't know. Am I left with Jemmy? Jemmy, are you still here? I'm here. Oh, good. <laughs> I think we're the only two left. Um, so we, uh, we will be back tomorrow. It is the driving episode tomorrow with Dr. Wendy. We have recorded that already, and I think you're going to like that. There's a lot of fun stuff we're doing there. She also does a traditional Chinese medicine segment that you're going to want to hear. Uh, and we talk about a carriage in Carriages 101. We talk about something called the dog cart.
Uh, and it's not pulled by dogs. Uh, it, it was made to carry dogs, actually. So we talk about the history of the dog cart coming up. And of course, you don't want to miss Finding Florida podcast. That's the podcast that Jimmy and I do together. Wait a minute. Is the dog cart is the dog cart the thing you see the rich ladies um, putting their dogs in in the grocery store? Uh, (laughs) It may have been a, uh, that may have come later. Um, I think it started in the 1800s with this particular cart pulled by a horse, but the concept is the same. Gotcha. Concept's the same. Okay. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. And then Friday's really bad ads. So get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. And I don't care if you live in Florida or not, you have to go out, go over and check out the Finding Florida podcast. It is a whole lot of fun. And uh, we have listeners from all over the world that listen to that show. It's just basically Jemmy and I going out and sharing what we find around Florida, good, bad, or um, uncomfortable. Uh, we share that too. Mm-hmm. I was very uncomfortable two episodes ago as she had made me hold a snake. So uh, mm-hmm. we we share those with you too. And we're going to be doing another one next week. So, And we have more coming out. So we've been doing it for a year now. We're on episode 12, which means we've been doing this for a year. So definitely... And you can go back and listen to old ones. It's not timely. The, the, the things are still there. Uh, the places we're going will still be there. <laughs> yeah, they, they're still there. So definitely go take a listen. FindingFloridaPodcast.com or on your podcast players. And we also have it on the Horse Radio Network app. So thank you, Jemmy. And we'll see you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.